We're talking together about some habits that we need to establish. We've talked about choosing to praise God, choosing to have joy, choosing to study God's word, choosing to give ourselves away. I want to talk to you today about choosing to interact with non-believers. And listen to 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They are surprised that you do not join them in their reckless wild living, and they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was preached, even to those who are now dead, so that they might be judged according to human standards in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. Every day, you and I relate to people in some way or the other, at work, at school, in our daily activities, in our neighborhood. Some of them are old friends and long business associates. Some of them are new people that we've never met before. Some of them are family. How are we to interact with them? How are we to develop as a habit a way of interacting with them that will help them come to know Christ? Well, first, don't forget to have the attitude of Jesus. That's what Peter says, arm yourself with the same attitude that Jesus has, the same mind, the same mindset, the same disposition. The attitude of Jesus was a holy hatred of sin, but it was a love for the person who was the sinner. See, that's the reason why Jesus set his fate towards the cross. He hated sin, but he loved the sinner. And we're to arm ourselves with that same attitude. We're to love the people, but we are not to like their sins. Sin built hell. Sin killed Christ. Sin destroys body, mind, and soul. So we have to have the attitude of Christ to hate sin. But at the same time, we can't hate the sinner. We have to love the sinner no matter what they do, no matter how they act. We need to love them as they are. And what Jesus did, which was so amazing, he accepted people as they were. He didn't like what they did, but he accepted them as a person. For example, he accepted Zacchaeus, the little tax collector in Jericho who everybody hated, but Jesus accepted him as a person, went home with him, and led him into a life-changing relationship with God. Jesus accepted prostitutes. Jesus accepted people of ill repute, people who had bad names in the community. He accepted them as a person. Now, he didn't agree with what they were doing. He didn't compromise anything in his relationship with them. He didn't do what they did, but he loved them. And he sought their friendships, cultivated relationships with them, and he was criticized, one of the, to me, the, the best names ever given Jesus was a criticism that he was the friend of sinners. But that's why he came. He said, I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now, some of us have, have reversed it. We love sin and hate sinners. But you see, we have to dislike the things that people do that are wrong, but love the people who do them. Another thing we have to do is don't live as they live. Now, that was always what Jesus did. He, he loved them and accepted people as they were, but he didn't live like they lived. 
And many of us have been like them in the past. That's what, Paul, that's what Peter says. We've carried out the same desires they have. We have lived the same kind of lifestyle that they are living. We have followed that same path and gone down that same road. But that's not, we don't, we have Christ now. And we need to glance back and realize that we're different. And Peter mentioned six evils that characterized a lot of them in their past. Sensuality, he said, excesses of all kinds of evil, uh, you know, indulgence in appetites to the point of violating a sense of decency. And he said lust. We were depraved in so many of the things that we did, drunkenness and public and private revelries and carousing that displeased God, drinking parties, uh, idolatry, worshiping false gods. And all of this, he said, was what was part of our lives before we came into relationship with Christ. And, and, and that's true of many of us. There are many things in our lives before we came to know Christ that, that were evil. But God loved us like we were and brought us to himself. He commended his love toward us. You know, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But we can't live that way any longer once we know Christ. We can't follow the, the world's way anymore. We have to be different. One of the reasons why we will have a message is because our life is different, because we, we don't live that way. And the will of God is so much better. It's investing our lives is what's in what's lasting and what's satisfying. And it's not a burden, but it's a joy to do that. Now, another thing that Peter says, don't be surprised if people criticize you, especially your former friends and associates. They're, they're surprised when you do not run with them back into sin again, when you do not go the same way they're going and follow the same life they're living. You see, you're changed. You don't want to go that way. It surprises them. But here's an amazing thing. Even though they may criticize you and they condemn you and they may say words about you to your face or behind your back, when they really need someone to help them, they'll call on you. When they're in the midst of their difficulties, they don't go to their drinking buddies. They don't go to people that they sin with. They go to the person who's making a difference. And so this is why it's so important. Uh, they, that's why we need to recognize that the only way that we will have their respect, we may also have their criticism. They think it's strange that we're like we are. They will often malign us. But they do not think it's strange when people wreck their bodies, destroy their homes, and ruin their lives in sin. And then when they come to know Christ, they'll see how foolish their life was. But Paul, Peter says they're going to have to give an account to God. They're going to have to stand before God one day. And they're dead in their sins. And so that, that's something that you try to help them be ready for. But don't fail to share the good news with them. He said, that's why we have the gospel. That's why it's been given to us, is so we can share it with other people and help them come to know Christ too. And so they can have the same relationship with, how, with, with him. And we have to build relationships of love, and we have to be faithful to them even if they're not faithful to us, and we have to love them even if they criticize us. And if we do that, then we'll have opportunity to share Christ with them and help them come into a living relationship with Christ too, which in the end will help them to have that relationship in a way that makes a difference. So I challenge you, as you interact with people today, love them, hate their sin, love them, 
and accept them as they are and be there for them so that you can help them come to know Christ. God bless you. Have a great day.